Hi, this is Joe with the Next in Ed podcast series. This school year has been crazy for us so far, and so Julie and Marcy and I have decided that we are going to produce a new interview every other Tuesday. So, please enjoy this week's podcast and know that a new one is coming up very soon. Hi, this is Marcy McNeil, producer of the Next in Ed podcast. If you have a topic you think we should discuss, or someone you think we should interview, or if you would just like to give us some feedback, you can email us at nextinedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us through Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And now, we hope you enjoy the following episode. Hi, welcome to Next in Ed. I'm Joe. And I'm Julie. Hey. Summertime, Julie. Yay. It's hot. You can tell. It's tell very it's hot. <laughs> it went from nice and breezy and just to, that quick. To yeah. Miserable. Yeah, pretty much. Just so the humidity. Summer. So are you doing anything this summer? As little as possible, <laughs> if I can. No, we've got, uh, we don't really have any big trips planned, mm-hmm. but the boat's working. Oh. So we are going to try to go out on the boat as much as possible. Well, at least yours we can. is working. Yeah. Ours is not. So. Well, there's been a lot of summers that it hasn't been. Yeah, I remember. So we're trying <laughs> to take advantage of it while it's while it's running. Right. How about we'll, you? We'll take a, a little trip to Destin. Well, past Destin. Seaside area. Oh, yeah, I love Destin. For a week. That's going to be nice. So. Did you did you end up going to that um, recruitment fair for yeah, the mobile I did. Teachers? You know, because um, we had... David Dye on and Dr. Motley on. That's right. Discussing yeah. the recruitment fair. And it was really nice. And I'll tell you what I liked about it is um, I got to meet all the principals at one time. And that's that's part of my duties, you know, just go out and talk to principals and, you know, see how I can support the teachers. And But I don't always get to meet the principal. All the principals in one spot showing off their schools. It was that's really neat. cool. I, it bet, was I bet that was a neat, neat experience. And it was such a, um, it was, it was. It, it was very nice to see people coming in and looking for work and, and getting to to jump through the hoops that you have to do to, to get yeah. a job. You know, so it was a great opportunity for everyone. I, I would have loved that mm-hmm. when I first started in the system. That would have yeah. made things so much easier. Right. right. And, and one of the things I got to do when I was there is to also reconnect with principals that I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's who we have as a guest today. So, well, who did you talk into coming today? Well, uh, Dr. Valerie Johnson, uh, she and I have worked together through with national board certification with candidates. That's how we met. And so, um, yeah, I invited her on the show. Well, Dr. Valerie, thank you for coming in today. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm very excited to be here. Yay, thanks. We're happy to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How? Tell us your education journey. How did you get to... Yeah, where you are where today, today, where you, yeah, where you showed up as a principal at the recruitment fair. When right. I met her, she was Mrs. Val- Mrs. Valerie Johnson. Right. So <laughs> now Doctor she's now. Dr. Valerie Johnson. <laughs> it, feels, it feels nice. Good. Um, so my, my journey to where I am today, um, my undergraduate degree is in music education. I actually taught music. I started out uh, in the private school setting at UMS Wright, and I was the lower school music teacher. Really? And, uh, yes. Many people don't know that no. about me. So <laughs> I actually have a pretty extensive musical background. I grew up playing the piano. I started playing the piano 
piano in second grade. I still play. Um, I, I was in band. I was in choir, show choir, you name it. I mean, I, I, I did a lot. So I have a pretty extensive music background. And then, of course, I majored in music. Um, but once I began teaching music, I, you know, I mean, pretty quickly I was like, uh, I'm not sure if I want to do this for the rest of my life. I like to play music, but I wasn't... I don't know that I was great at teaching music. Um, So um, a good friend of mine was working on her master's degree in school counseling. And I guess just by default, all of the conversations, um, I I started my master's degree in school counseling and and got that. Um, And, and, got a school counseling job as, I mean, really before I graduated with a master's degree, I had a school counseling job and, and just fell in love with school counseling. So I was a school counselor for about 13 or 14 years. Oh, that's a long time. You know, think back to, to count how many years. And I, I, I loved that work. Um, I like that whole school perspective, which I think has really helped me in the realm of being a principal. Um, and I actually have K-12 experience as a school counselor. So where, where did you go to college? I was at all of my degrees are from South. Oh, the really? University of okay. South Alabama. Go Jags. Yes. We all do. Go Jags. <laughs> yeah, lots of money has gone towards the University of South Alabama. Well, it, it, they've invested wisely, <laughs> may I say. So, uh, you, you, you were in, were you always interested in teaching or did you want to do something else with your music? When you went to no, I think South. I, I mean once I'd, I I was I was good with being in the field of education. I gotcha. Yes, I come from a I've, like my mother is a retired teacher. Okay. Um. So I you know even my grandmother was a teacher. So I you know I, I do have that in my background. But you just decided that you just didn't want to do music. I just yeah I just anymore. and yeah. So what did you like about counseling? Just I mean I think we're just really helping kids like um understanding that, um, you know, teachers taught and my role was kind of everything else, you know, pulling all that together, working with teachers, working with administrators, working with parents and with the kids. You know, I've always really liked working with different sorts of people. I've always liked work where I, I don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I really, I, I like a challenge and, um, you know, working with students as a school counselor, it's always a challenge. Like you are working with the toughest kids most of the time. And I, I, for whatever reason, really like that, that kind of work. It's it's a challenge. I I guess that, yeah, you're right. That's the the challenge. challenge. So you were K-12 setting, you were both K-12. I was at a middle school first, then I went to elementary and then up to high school. So which one did you like best? I really honestly cannot say. Um, there are pros and cons sure. to all of them. Um, I, I liked all of it. I yeah. really did. The kids are kids, aren't they? Kids are kids. Mm-hmm. It was nice. I remember when I went to high school, um, it was nice to see the end of the story. Um, you know, yeah. in elementary, which is, you know, I'm at Dunbar middle now but I was at Sims Elementary and so you see the beginning and often you know, they have some real a really rough start sometimes mm-hmm. and so it was nice at the end when I was a high school counselor it was nice to see you know okay you're going to be okay and I, I you know I like that too had some closure you did there. graduate and you're going to be okay <laughs> yeah. I, I think about that sometimes you know as a former elementary school teacher it was exciting to help prepare the kids for middle school Right. They were getting ready to go to that next big step in their life. But I always thought, man, it would be kind of nice to come back to them in high school and help get them ready for life after after the K-12 experience. You know, so that's a really neat opportunity for you to be able to do that. Yeah. Very cool. So so your journey, though, continued. Mm -hmm. You didn't stop at counseling. I did not. (laughs) 
Um, so once I, I like I as like I said a minute ago, I've always liked a challenge, and I always like every several years I kind of want something different. Um, so I I earned my I achieved national board certification as a school counselor. So I got that, and that was sort of the you know the the a pivotal moment in my career. Um, was when I achieved national board because that was where I learned the importance of, of really following students and making sure that they were actually learning. Um, you know, what I often say to teachers now is just because you're teaching doesn't mean students are learning. That's and while so that's, I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard conversation sometimes, but um, you know, that's, that's what we need to to understand is that's our job is to is to positively impact student learning and so the national board, board process really helped me to understand that and so once I achieved national board you know, then okay what's next right. and I was like okay well let me I remember one of my principal principals uh, Laverle Graff um, mentioned to me one day she said Valerie have you ever thought about being an administrator and I had not the thought had never occurred to me so um, a few years later, um, I did. I did decide. I went my went went back to South and mm-hmm. got my admin certification, and finished that. And was very fortunate to get an assistant principal position right away. Um, and very quickly, um, as an assistant principal, I was like, I want to call the shots. Mm-hmm. And um, was that, very that must have been what Miss Graff saw. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, well. yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and was very fortunate, again, to get a principalship. Now, right when, when you were in AP, where was that? Sims at, Middle. Oh, so it was at a middle school? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so you had that experience yes. for yes. that. Did you, you went from elementary to middle? So I was a school counselor. The last place I was a school counselor was at Mary Montgomery. Okay. So that was my, um, I was a high school counselor, ninth and 10th grade. And so then I went, my first, my AP job was at was Sims Middle. Middle. And then the first principalship was at Sims Elementary. So you're very involved so within in the like Sims three community. Years, I was. Yes. yes, we lived out there then. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was very involved. That's great. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good for the community. So, at what point did you jump back in to get your your doctorate? You said, "Oh, let's here's the next big." Yeah. So thing. what's next? <laughs> like, let, been, let me, I, I need to, to give myself some more money. Right. <laughs> um, I, I guess I, I was. So it was three years ago now. So I had been a principal for three years. And so there again, I was like, okay, so what's next? And I was originally just going to do the EDS in in educational leadership. Mm -hmm. And right away in the interview to get into the EDS program, they said to me, hey, why don't you think about doing the doctorate? And I was like, no, no, just no, one, one step at a time. I'll think about it. And once I was like halfway through the EDS, I was like, I think I can handle this. Yeah. Um, and it was only going to tack on another four, maybe five semesters. So right, because once the you, dissertation, of course. <laughs> once right. you get the ED, like that's like halfway through. It is, and I was like, why doctorate? stop now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yes, you can absolutely. go back later and do it, but half of the work is done on the EDS, that's and right. so just do the doctorate. That's right. Yeah. Oh. And that's how it was for me. I mean, basically, when I completed all the coursework. For my doctorate, that was enough to give me the EDS. Mm-hmm. And then what was left was the the research and the dissertation to, to wrap up the doctorate. So hmm. if you make it that far, mm-hmm. you might as, might well, as well just go, for the just go all the way. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, congratulations on that because it's pretty recent. I graduated last December. Oh, yes. 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 That's still fresh. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so that's nice. That's fun. So I, I know for me, when, when I was working on my doctorate and teaching... And then I was also adjuncting at night mm-hmm. uh, at Spring Hill College. That's a lot. And how was that for you 
juggling that and being the principal of a school, that seems like that would have been a, a heavy burden. A lot of juggling, it seems like. It was. Um, you know, I want to give my husband is wonderful and he he has taken care of the shopping and the cleaning the house and all of that sort of thing for a long time. <laughs> so, you know, you think about those three or four hours a week sometimes where you spend doing that, you know, so I did right. always have that time. So I credit Matt Johnson with that. Um, you know, very, very supportive family all around. Um, I, I think I've always been pretty good at time management, like just very naturally self-disciplined. Um, so it, it wasn't a huge big deal and That's I've always a lot of music background may do that too you be. know you get a lot of training in music yeah, and you have it to might be just you know practice 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 and all true that. Mm-hmm. I think I've always had a very strong work ethic mm-hmm. um, and so that wasn't a huge deal to me that's great yeah I think I, I would have never made it without my wife right picking up the slack it is at the yes. house so I mean yes. that's huge it is huge. and she's still doing that too probably. well my <laughs> husband actually yeah Julie <laughs> She, and she'll tell you too. Just I know her. she will. I'm on her side. I'm on Lori's But side. my husband is actually starting the Ed Leadership Program at really? South. So yes, so now we take turns. So what so does he do? What? He's going to do the Ed Leadership. So he's a teacher. He's a professor at he's, South. He's a professor. So he'll at do South. the higher okay. ed side. Gotcha. Oh, nice. That's so, yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So, so yeah, it it takes a lot of balancing, doesn't it? But you've always you from what you've told and what you've said here and what I know of you, you've always been goal driven. You yes, know, you got to set that. a goal and, and you're going to have that work ethic yeah. to achieve And I've always goal. been like a, just a, a natural learner. Like I, mm-hmm. I love learning. I've yeah. always been like very geeky, very nerdy that way. Um, I really embrace learning in a lot of different areas of my right. life too. You know, it's not just my job. Um, so I, you know, I just, I'm a nerd and I'm, I, if what I could go to school for the rest <laughs> of my life, I would. If that could be my job, I would do it. You South wants more of your money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're here today with Dr. Valerie Johnson, and she was just telling us about getting her doctorate, but around the same time that you finished, I believe you went to a new school. Is that correct, to be the principal? That's exactly correct. So I finished the doctorate last December, and then I think it was on January 4th, I was moved over to Dunbar. Oh, Um, mid-year. Yes, mid-year. Wow. So, um, yes, I was soon, I did not envision it happening like that, but you know, change is unexpected, right? Um, So I um, got to Dunbar at the beginning of January, the beginning of second semester this year. And so Dunbar is truly a a wonderful, very special place. It's a hidden gem, I think, in in downtown Mobile. Um, And it's the Dunbar uh, Magnet School of the Creative and Performing Arts. It's a middle school, so grades 6th, 7th, and 8th. Um, It was originally begun um, for grades 4 through 8. I thought Um, so, yes. Yes. I think in the late 80s. I mm-hmm. haven't had time to read through all the history yet. I plan to do that this summer. Um, but now it's grades 6, 7, and 8. And um, we have a lot to offer. We have the only dance company in all the middle schools in Mobile. Um, so most of the middle schools have a dance team, but we have a dance company with more of a jazz and modern and ballet focus. Oh, so that's really great that's to more see. Opportunity for I'm not students. a dancer, but I love going into those <laughs> classrooms. We have a wonderful dance program. Um, we have band and chorus. We have a strings program. Um, we have a wonderful art program, a very, very talented art teacher. Um, and now I'm going to forget some people. We have a drama program. Um, so they put on productions um, a couple of times a year. And then, of course, we still have all our core classes. Did they do one in the spring? They did. They did, they did Matilda. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Nice. I like Very. that story. That's a yes, great it story. Is. It is wonderful. And it was so good to do that. Did, I mean, were they able to have people in? Because, you know, COVID, people haven't been able to come and True. see production. So, yes, we, so this spring we were able to, I think it was back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, they had big, big crowds oh, for all of their good performances. Well, so that was, not, that was great to see. Kids love that. Yes. And I know the parents and teachers. Yes. Oh, so much work. It is yes. so much work, but, but. You're so proud of them. When yes, you do it's that. so worth it. So, Once you see so them rewarding. on stage and you see them in their costumes or you see them, you hear them playing their instrument or doing their dance routine. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's really nice to see. What I think is really cool about Dunbar, too, is it is smack downtown, isn't it? It is right downtown on like St. Anthony Street. Downtown, downtown. It not is. In a, not among the residential areas nope. downtown. It is right downtown. I I'm like looking that. forward to all the great eating I'm going to yes. get to do all summer long. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that's right. You can yeah, you'll have to call us. Y'all can come and have lunch. Yes, you'll have to call us. Come and have lunch. Have lunch. Yes, on Dolphin Street. They just opened up a, a new eatery. Um, I forgot what you call it, but it's kind of a, a new thing where it's like the new version of a food court downtown. So we'll have to check okay. that out yes, on Dolphin will. Street. Okay, five bar. And you mentioned <laughs> already though all these wonderful things happening at Dunmore, but they still get all the core yes. subjects as well. Correct. So they just so have to juggle in, mesh in the, right. the creative I side. I remember um, somebody asked me, is it like fame? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said, well, as I remember, um, they didn't, you didn't have to take math on, on the show fame. So you do still have, when you're at Dunbar though, you still have to take math and science, social studies and language arts. Are they dancing and singing down the hallways? <laughs> that <laughs> like, has happened. Okay, good. Good, good. That's great. That is good. So let's get in a little bit uh, to the research that you did for your dissertation, because it, it involved something that's you know, right up my alley, which yeah. involves video. Mm-hmm. So, but this was a little bit different. Can you, can you talk to us a little bit about maybe how this came about your idea? Cause at some point when you're working on your EDS and maybe thinking about your doctorate, you have to start thinking about what you want to do your dissertation on. And mm-hmm. ideally it's going to be something that you care about True. because you're going to be married to it for so long. Exactly. Right? So yes. what came about for you with the, the video? Sure. So um, it was, it was kind of three ideas that I was really interested in um, video analysis, instructional feedback and um, teacher efficacy. So um, very early on, I really, in the EDS, I knew I wanted to have video analysis as a component of it. So that was really important to me. And that was something I was not willing to let go of was was using video analysis because National Board, um, you know, that's that's what makes you better is when you when you take some time to video your classroom and your students and you take some time to analyze and reflect upon what you did and what you might change and how you can make it better and when teachers are willing to do that um, more than once several times you know it even without talking to the principal or talking to anything else things can can improve um, so I want I knew I wanted to u- to use video analysis um, I had also been been reading a lot of research on teacher efficacy, both self and collective. And I, you know, the research shows how, how important teachers' efficacy is. You know, their belief in themselves that what they're doing is is going to work. And, you know, we can talk about strategies until we're blue in the face, but we have to know that what we're doing is is making a difference. And, um, you know, that, that, led, that part of it led me into... 
um, a lot of John Hattie's work, which I was always already familiar with John Hattie with his visible learning research. Um, but understanding, um, you know, John Hattie really talks about what works best. You know, so often in education, there are a thousand different strategies Mm -hmm. that we can use. um, And we have to really hone in on what works best. And that's what I think is is something we really need to to think about. Because it's not always what you like to do. True. Or what what you want to do as a Mm -hmm. teacher or what you think is fun to do. And what works right. for your students might change too, right? Yes, I think it does change over the years. Yeah, you know, or, or with just a class. I mean, you, with a different group of students, what yes. works? Yes, exactly right. Understanding that every school, every class, every student is very, very unique, and we have to um, become better at individualizing what we do. Um, so the the teacher efficacy and, and really digging into that research, and then also, you know, the third part was instructional feedback. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I came to be a principal in sort of a unique way. I was never a, a classroom teacher. And so I think I, um, w- I've always worked really hard at knowing instruction because I always knew I didn't have that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did, I've always worked extra hard to understand instruction, to know the research, to research-based, evidence-based constantly talking to teachers and experts and reading books because I, I knew that I had that that was my missing piece and so I've always dug very deeply in, into that and so I wanted to um, figure out how I could use video analysis thinking about uh, teacher efficacy but then use that feedback cycle uh, between myself the principal and classroom teachers and so it all I mean I think it came together really nicely in the end um and I, I really enjoyed it. So did you work with the teachers at your school? I did. I have, um, I w- that was when I was at Sims Elementary, and I cannot say enough about those teachers. Um, I'm really, really proud of the work that we were able to compl- accomplish. So I had 11 teachers at mm-hmm. Sims who um, were gracious enough to be participants in my research. It takes a lot for teachers to, to video themselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah and I, so... Just kind of stepping back for a second. So the idea was the teachers would film themselves maybe doing a lesson. Yes. And and then at some point you would get together with them and look at it together and have a conversation about what worked well, maybe what were some things that could be improved upon. Did you feel like that the teachers appreciated the feedback or did they feel threatened by it? I think they appreciated. I was very conscious of the, the entire time of, of making sure that they did not feel threatened. And I want to make it clear um, to anybody who listens, um, especially if there are any administrators who, who will listen, the video analysis should not be used as the evaluation. Okay, this was purely for instructional feedback. I learned as much as they did. Um, so it's, you know, I, they're, it, it was not used as part of their evaluation at all. So I want to make that very clear. But yes, I think, so I was, I was very aware of, of making sure I wasn't threatening. And I had, that, that goes back to building trust. So I'd been at that school for five years, um, and I knew every teacher really very well. Um, you know, I've always very believed, that's that school counselor in me, mm-hmm. really believing in relationships and taking time to talk to people, get to know people. And, you know, it really, it helped a lot in the instructional feedback because I trusted them and they trusted me. When I was doing my student teaching, my advisor was not always able to come observe. Mm -hmm. And so she would ask me to videotape Mm -hmm. what I was Mm -hmm. doing. So I learned very early on the value 
of videotaping yourself because there's so much that you learn from it, not just from about yourself, but about your students as well. You, you see dynamics happening in, in, happening in the classroom that you might not notice otherwise. And I always recommend to my undergraduate students that they film themselves at least once or twice a year. I, I said, think of it as you're an athlete and you're going back and watching the highlight reels or oh, watching the game to, think about to, to see what did you do well and where could you improve? And I think there's, there's a lot of value in that. And I love the idea of having someone like yourself, an administrator or a guide that could be there to kind of just have a conversation with you and look at that with you. And like you said, not as an evaluation, but this is a profession and we're constantly learning and trying to get better at and our improve craft your practice. to improve right. your practice. And Absolutely. so I, I think there was a, a lot of power in the research that you did. And so will that extend to Dunbar, do you think? I definitely hope to, you know, it takes a while to build trust and, um, you know, when teachers are not used to videoing, you know, it takes a while to build that up. Sure. So I, I, I already have talked to some people about national board candidacy. Good. So I think it, it hopefully will come. That um, was my first experience, of course, with yeah. videoing mm-hmm. my work. And, and that was national board. And then I was able to do it with a coaching, a science coaching community. But it's really hard for te- to get teachers to do that. Yeah, it, it can take... And, and they not say, be like staging a dog and pony kind of show. You know what I mean? Very true. To just have yeah. authentic yes. video. Well, usually with kindergarten, it's authentic. Yeah, no matter what, true. No matter what you do. <laughs> <laughs> They're always authentic. That's true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They, 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 they keep it real for you. They really do. So... We keep talking about every few years, there's a new next for you. Mm-hmm. So what's going to be next for Dr. Johnson? So I just want to really continue to work on um, Im- improving instruction. Um, I think what we need to think about for, for next in ed is, is understanding that especially principals, we can't just be managers. We have to be instructional leaders and we have to lead the work in our, in our schools. Um, you know, I think we have incredibly important jobs. Teachers are, like I, I tell them, they're the, you have the most important job. So we have to work together to ensure that students are learning and achieving. Um, you know, teaching is very hard work. There are so many factors, so many things to deal with on a, on a daily basis. But we have to, you know, grab hold of that and work together and understand we we need to be the ones who who take this role very, very seriously and ensure that students are learning. Um, I think, you know, the data shows, you know, kind of especially in the South, especially in Alabama, lots of our students are, are not achieving at the levels that they need to. And so we have to kind of take a step back and be willing to have some very difficult conversations. And, um, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I just, just truly believe that for next in education, you know, the principals, teachers are, will always be a critical piece. Let me say that. Teachers will always be a very critical piece. But principals need to understand you have to grab hold of that instructional leader and work very hard at, at being in classrooms all the time, having those conversations, you know, perhaps encouraging your, your teachers to do video analysis. That's a, a, the time element is, was a big piece also. Sure. You know, as a principal, you, you do have tons of things to do. I mean, you never right. know how your day will you go. Sort of get pulled away from that you instructional do. But piece. But if you've asked a teacher or she is willing to do a video, you can watch that video on the weekend, in the evening, and spend some time, um, 
you know, giving some deep feedback and then talk about it later. I think that would be appreciated by teachers um, to have real, authentic feedback mm-hmm. that that is meaningful that can actually improve the practice. They really and pushed impact my, student learning. Yeah, they really pushed my thinking too. Like they were like. I mean, I had great, great teachers at Sims Elementary, mm-hmm. and that that was, I, I know that after the first round of feedback sessions, I was like, oh, I've, I've got to dig deeper. I've got to do better. And um, so it, it's great for principals, too. So it's not just great for teachers. So it's, it's, it's good, good efficacy good for, for you. Everybody. <laughs> yes, it's good for everybody. Yeah, I, I admit I would love to see that being done at, at every school. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. So it's, it's a great opportunity for reflection and growth mm-hmm. for teachers that like you said that have been through the national board they're that they're used to that they know that because that's part of the process to film yourself and heavy reflection but for those teachers that haven't had the chance to go through that yet I think mm-hmm. that's a way to maybe if they get used to that then Maybe it'll encourage right. them to go a lot for of it their It's just kind boards. of that you getting used to seeing yourself. Nobody likes to see themselves on video. Nobody likes the way they sound. And, but once you get past that, you can, you can see what the students are doing. Right. You can notice different things about how you how you might need to um, re, how you might need to adjust. But I think it is important, like you emphasized, that this is to be used to improve your practice. To get the genuine feedback, what's good, what can be improved, how can I make a difference, and and to really have that trust between the teacher and the principal yes, that critical. that isn't going to be used it's against gotcha. you somehow, yeah, it's right? Not a gotcha. that, because that is you know that is something that is so in forefront for them mm-hmm. often. Yes, it is, and and they feel a little defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it, it it's not something you can start right away. Um, right. So like here at Dunbar now, like I won't, like I'll, I'm beginning to have those conversations, but it'll, it'll take a little while to get everybody to where they feel comfortable with sharing a video because it, it can be deeply personal. Well, we'd like to have you back later and see how it goes in yeah, a couple of years. Great. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. See what's to. next. See what uh, other degree she has earned at right. this point. No, I, I think I'm done now. <laughs> I'm done now. Oh yeah. Last, famous last words. Right? <laughs> famous last words. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. We appreciate you taking yes, the time to come in. Great conversation. Yes. Very good. And thank those of you for watching or listening today. And be sure to join us again next time as Julie and I continue to explore what's, what's next, next in ed. ed. Don't forget to subscribe. If you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast so others can find us. The Next in Ed podcast is brought to you by the Mobile County Public Schools IT Department in partnership with the Department of Counseling and Instructional Sciences at the University of South Alabama. Engineered by Tim VP Media Production. Music by Justin Matthews. Hosted by Dr. Joe Gaston and Julie Neidhart. Follow us on Twitter at NextInEd and on Facebook. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only. They are not necessarily acting as official representatives for their schools, universities, organizations, or places of employment. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.